Yo, what's up, people? This is Gary A. Swaby, and you're now listening to our review of Daredevil Season 3. I'm here with a few people, Mr. Richard Bailey Jr. How you doing, Rich? Uh, doing good, Gary. What's up, listeners and viewers? Indeed, and we're also here with Miss Dana Abercrombie. How you doing, Dana? I'm dead inside. Why's that? Comic-Con. I just, you know, still trying to recuperate. Oh, yeah, that seemed like a pretty busy event. A what? week ago, I'm still trying to recuperate, and I'm still putting out interviews. Met Gerard Butler today. Oh, wow, interesting. Dana's, Dana's stepping it up. Yeah, she's, she's doing her thing right now. But um, we're also here with Mr. Amiz Quadri, who I'll also be going to Comic-Con with soon. So, you know, we're already preparing, doing our squats and push-ups and everything, making sure we're ready, so... How are you doing, Rams? <laughs> I'm doing good. I've got the Infinity Gauntlet, so I'm pretty good. You know, I'll just punch my way through and stuff. I'll evaporate half of the arena and then, uh, you know, nice. balance. So, so I won't have to wait in line as long because you got the well, Infinity Gauntlet. Well, you know, unless you disappear, you know, maybe you might not start feeling too well. Who knows? Oh, no, don't don't. Do <laughs> 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 it's good to be on. Thanks for having me on the show. No problem. Uh, so yeah, we are here to discuss Daredevil season three. We we had early ex- access to it. Uh, Netflix sent us the show um, so that we could discuss it and talk about it. So um, you know, everyone else listening, you guys will have access to it soon. Um, so you know, we're just going to talk about it so you guys know what to expect a little bit and know our thoughts on it. So, um, uh, so let, let's start with because you know the the thing is right. Like, cause we had an embargo, we had uh, some things that we we wasn't really supposed to dive into, but then Netflix went ahead and released the trailer, and you know they they showed that Bullseye was going to be in the show, and then every website started talking about him. So let's start with that. So um, you know, Bullseye is like one of the biggest reveals um of this series, and you know it was like for me personally, like watching the series, it was really exciting to see that character develop and unfold um and i'm a little upset actually that not everyone is going to get that same experience just because now they know that he's in it but um i thought that that character progression and that character specifically was done really well and it was really refreshing compared to you know other things we've seen in in these marvel shows previously but what did you guys think of uh bullseye and and the way his character developed in this season and i'm going to start with you ramiz <laughs> shame um yeah no I, I completely agree with you in the sense that i think that trailer just kind of spoiled everything in the sense of that surprise element to have i thought when i watched it and uh, it was like uh he that character appeared and he had this one line and it was something like um you know look forward convict he said something and then uh i'm thinking to myself like why has this guy got this one line and why is it like specifically kind of this attention on this one character and then you see what he does later in the episodes and everything and it started clicking into my head i was just thinking about then the old movie of daredevil where there was the um bullseye in that movie colin farrell and then I just realized, it just clicked straight away seeing that character. And I was like, oh, damn, it's, it's this dude. It's Bullseye. He's right there. And then, you know, you see the gradual development of him. And it's like you said, he was pr- 
pretty much probably the best kind of developed character in the show so far. Um, and yeah, I think the trailer when that came out, it's it's kind of ruined that whole element of surprise. I mean, now people are expecting to see him. Now people are going to wait for the moments to see him and him only. Like, no, nothing else is going to seemingly matter. And obviously by the trailer, it's given away a lot more to what we've seen. And for other sites, when you know they're typing their predictions, it's like, well, you've kind of already seen the show yourself. <laughs> I mean, your prediction is kind of one way to kind of avoid um, breaking embargo, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, I, I think Bullseye was a really cool character in the show. And um, I think uh, gradually, once we watch the rest of it, he's going to be it's going to play an important factor, obviously, in the whole Daredevil storyline. So, I'm looking forward to seeing more of him, really. Yeah, yeah, definitely a standout character. Uh, Rich, what, what was your thoughts on uh, Bullseye and how he unfolded? Well, I also agree that um, it is unfortunate that the trailer had to reveal so much I understand, I guess they want people to get excited for the return of, of Daredevil, because I know for the longest time, even when you know we knew when the show was returning, and Netflix didn't reveal until uh, not too long ago about the fact that um, it is coming out on, on October 19th. So, you know, the, the trailer, I understand them having to release these trailers to excite the, the audience, but I, I do agree that that's a little disappointing the way that they released that trailer. But I will say this, uh, with all that said, definitely one of the better developed characters uh, on the show for this particular season. Um, and I think when you asked the question earlier about well, what, what, people, what can people look forward to now that they know that he is in the show, I think the progression, because there is a particular episode which goes into his backstory and it really portrays the character in, I guess, a 3D sense where you get a chance to feel sympathetic for the character and understand the struggles that he's gone through to see how he's got to where he's at right now. So I think that important stuff is um, is definitely um, going to be how people will get their enjoyment out of the character now. But it is unfortunate that they had to go ahead and already say, yes, he's in the season, but it's it's all good because, again, I guess we, we still need to see what they do with the character beyond the six uh, episodes. The way he's been portrayed so far has been fantastic. Uh, and obviously, if you get to episode six, and if you were to stop watching at that point, uh, it may be very difficult to do because you're going to be curious and uh, ask to know what happens next. Uh, so unfortunately, we do have to wait a little bit longer, but not too much longer. And I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with him moving forward for the rest of the season. Yeah, indeed. And um, I got I got something to say as well. But Dana, what what what's your thoughts on uh, Bullseye and his whole rollout in the show? I was originally like very. I don't know. The thing is, is that with me is that Daredevil is one of the shows that is consistently pretty good out of out of the tv shows that we have with marvel it's consistently the best of you know what we have especially the opposite of iron fist but sorry for me um i am one of those people who hates trailers and i feel that they're not doing trailers like they used to where they just you know say we're returning 
And let's see what happens. They like to go into great detail as to all the characters and everything else. And I don't know if that's because people are skeptical or the whole situation that was they I'm pretty sure they knew beforehand what was going on with Iron Fist. I mean with yeah, with Iron Fist. And so they basically had to say, Hey, we're not gonna be like Iron Fist. Look at all our characters. So maybe they was just, you know, trying to assure the audience that it's going to be really great. But I personally still kind of hated that they revealed the villains. Now, when it comes to the character itself, what I love about these shows so far is that is that they really know how to develop their villains or their so-called villains. Here you had before with Fisk and Fisk, you know, he was kind of on the fence of whether or not he's a villain. And with Bullseye, what I can say is that you get to see what is, who is Bullseye in the whole creation of it so that you're kind of on the fence with him and what he ends up doing. So I loved what they did with the character and I look forward to more episodes with him. Cool. Yeah. So uh, clearly Dana is so excited by Bullseye that she's breaking the fine china, you know, in the house. So that's good to hear. Yeah, the China things to see my 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 dishware is just so excited for Bullseye. In fact, that was Bullseye practicing right oh. there. That's why everything was like falling and breaking. <laughs> oh, so you're right there in Hell's Kitchen then. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, like uh one of the things cuz cuz it's also been revealed that Kingpin is back in the season and uh the thing is like I feel like Bullseye definitely steals the show and uh, ju- just the, the way the character rolls out and the way his his story actually um, ties into Kingpin's, like, I think it was done so very well. Um, and it's just, it's definitely upsetting that uh, most of the viewers won't get to see it from how we saw it because now they know already. But um, yeah, it's, it was definitely well done. And it's I feel like it's actually something we we haven't really experienced in one of these netflix shows before just the way it was done and i think it would have left such an impact if they kept it under wraps as well like it would have been you know it would have been one of those moments you remembered um but yeah you were going to say something yeah yeah i was just going to jump in really quick because i suppose probably in their mindset you know how in season two you had the punisher and electra come into it well electra properly properly but the punisher coming into it and the hype was there for the punisher and i i suppose maybe in their mind they thought if we introduce bullseye now we're going to get that hype again but it kind of doesn't work the same because you know bullseye is the villain and you kind of know that you know he's he's kind of a favored villain in the dead in the daredevil arc and stuff and it's just like to me mentioning him now and then showing what he reveals to be like um it, it kind of ruins that whole element of surprise you kind of need that sometimes in shows like this and with daredevil you know talking about like what dana said it's far better than the other uh defender shows right now and that's because the character developments in daredevil just seems a lot better than any of the other shows like Again, we're talking about how Bullseye's really well developed here and it, it just tells a really great story and it connects well with Kingpin and along with that, it connects well with Daredevil himself. Um, other shows like Jessica Jones, you have to rely on Jessica Jones. There's no interest in any other character, to be fairly honest. Luke Cage had Cottonmouth, 
but then they killed off Cottonmouth <laughs> and you know they built his story up they built his character up and then suddenly they just killed him off and then it just got really weird to me anyways it was like such a weird outcome to that and then Luke uh, not Luke Cage uh, Iron Fist well I mean that just speaks for itself really I mean it's cancelled now so yeah I think with Daredevil the character developments are really really well like you just like every other character and you're interested to see their progression and that's including like Karen and Foggy and the random agent as well sometimes um yeah um yeah <laughs> i think bullseye being spoiled just kind of ruins it a little bit but i think a lot of people will enjoy it still and depending on the remaining six episodes i guess we'll have to wait and see how it all turns out yeah for sure um yeah i mean did you guys have anything else to say about bullseye because uh going to shift a little bit unless you I want that I enjoy the character so much that I'm scared to know what the outcome is. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm hoping that um they keep him to be honest like for future shows like I hope he doesn't like just go away or something like I hope maybe you know uh I mean I don't know how they could do that but like maybe he gets injured or just flees or something you know but like I hope there's a chance that he can come back in future seasons and become like a reoccurring villain cuz I think that would be cool. I see him without getting spoilery as being the next threat, like a big threat later down the line. Cause we have to watch him develop. And when he's at that peak perfection, I see him bring, being brought back later on as being like that main threat. Hopefully. Yeah. Do you think he'll get the uh, target imprint on his head? I, Maybe. Yeah, I, I think that's a Maybe huge. Then I can easily see like a tattoo on the arm or something. Not something that's so, you know, uh, silly. Yeah, because wanna... you know... oh god, no, 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 go, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, uh, in the trailer, they. I mean, of course, they already showed this as well. But he he wears the the Daredevil costume, you know. Um, but I don't think he's going to keep that. I think he will eventually get his own, you know. Um unique suit and everything that's unique to him because they're probably at some point they're probably going to want to distinguish between them if they're going to fight each other and stuff so yeah well i mean there's more importance in uh daredevil wearing the black suit now as well and then kind of showing the difference between bullseye playing as daredevil and you know pretending to be like oh daredevil's killing people and he's evil and stuff like that and he's going after all these political people and working under kingpin or something or uh, who knows about that bit but um yeah they're obviously trying to make daredevil the uh the murderer the villain but i was going to say that i just hope um like i don't know that they have daredevil throw something at his head twice and it conveniently shapes like the pinball shape the target <laughs> head on his head <laughs> and then that and that's how he gets his target and then forever <laughs> like in the next few seasons, that's his vengeance on Daredevil. He's like after him so that he can um, he can get vengeance for creating that mark on his face or something. <laughs> that would be hilarious. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, uh, Rich, you was gonna say something? Oh, oh no, no. I, I just was gonna gonna add that um, the whole thing with that costume 
uh, with him wearing Daredevil's costume. I understand that that that, that is now. I, I do I do want to say this. No spoiler. I do like how they use that for the purposes of telling the story of what's going on. But um, again, I, I don't want to reveal any, anything with the storyline. But but yeah, I, I think him wearing that 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 costume it makes perfect sense for the story they're trying to tell right now. And we'll see what happens in the next uh, second half of the uh, season. How how did he get the costume? Like, what? How? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I guess we can't um, dive too much into our like speculations. But I'm guessing, you know, um, Kingpin was able to pull some strings or something. I don't know, but uh, but I yeah, I mean, it it doesn't it really doesn't make any sense. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yeah, it it, it, it makes sense uh, in in the sense that you know they they now people will have a negative perception because they already had a negative perception of Daredevil from the beginning, but now they have motivation to have that now. So we have to see how they uh, finish telling the story though for the second half. I think what happened was uh you know uh, King Ping told him that New York Comic Con was happening, and then like. <laughs> He went and mugged someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, that's possible. And uh, Dana can confirm there probably was a whole lot of daredevils at Comic Con. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. Before we get, I, I do want to talk about Kingpin as well. But before we get to him, um, the only reason I brought up Bullseye first was just because that trailer released, and it was you know it's like the the biggest, latest, most recent thing attached to this show. So I wanted to definitely um jump on that right away um and talk about that and you know our thoughts on them revealing it and stuff but i think we have to talk about daredevil and you know how uh you know he makes his comeback because for those who have been following you know at the end of the defenders it seemed like uh his fate was in question um obviously he he was in that uh building and it was destroyed uh and him and uh um drawing a blank what's her name again Electra. Electra, there we go. Uh, they were both, you know, caught in the explosion or whatever. And, and you know, um, so, uh, you know, this pretty much picks up where that leaves off. And um, Daredevil is, is severely injured and he has to kind of, you know, um, recover. And he gets some help and assistance during that process. But um, for me personally, I like how, you know, because my worry was that, it was going to spend like half the season with him recovering, but they, they, you know, they managed to make his recovery compelling and it also didn't take too long. And, and, you know, he was also uh, getting back into the action fairly quickly, even though he was still injured. So I think they did a great job of, of handling that recovery process and explaining how he's able to, you know, uh, still be daredevil after, you know, such a severe injury, but, uh, what do you guys think about, uh, you know, the, the start of this, the season and his recovery process and everything um, and how it, you know, um, how it continues on from the from uh, the defenders? So go ahead, Dana. Uh, what's your thoughts on, on all that? Are you there? Oh, there you are. All right. Now, I feel that for this season, they took a step back for me 
and just really focused on story and developing him. Um, I can't reveal so much, but I feel that his character this time is much stronger because it's not only focused on Daredevil, the superhero, but it's also on Matt Murdock, the man. And what you will see is that he's injured physically and also mentally. And they really pace it really well to the point where he has to get to the mental challenges as well as the physical challenges for him to overcome. And I was very grateful, as you said before, that they didn't spend half of the season with him trying to heal his injuries and, and go through whatever bouts that he was having mentally. I feel that the there are certain scenes that they added, I can say, like the church type nunnery um, that they had in there in the, in the beginning, that even though it's very slow paced and it's a lot of talking, I feel that it made him, the character, just way more stronger and you really learn the problems that's bothering him. Um, I say that it was just really, really well done. Um, just learning about him and spending that slower time, even though there are fight scenes and it's going to pick up and it gets really great. But the down moments, I feel that it was really well done to the point where you can balance Matt Murdock and also have these other villains come in and it can be a well-balanced show. They, you may say that, oh, the fight scenes may outshadow him, but I really do feel that the way how they've written the character and how they developed it is equally weighted as well as the action scenes and Fisk and their in bullseye. So I, I really love it. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, how about you, Rich? What's your thoughts? Uh, I pretty much agree with a lot of what Dana already had to say as, as well as you. Um, for me personally, I, I think it was a very realistic uh, portrayal of the character because, again, we know all the stuff he went through uh, with Defenders, and you really had to emphasize that now the character feels broken and he needs to get back to the basics, trying to get back to understanding what he can do, so on and so forth. So I also like that the way they portrayed it, but even how they showed, even when he did start to appear as though he was getting everything back, you know, the, the character was once again humbled in some of these fights. Uh, I will say this, and hopefully, yeah, I'm not spoiling anything, but uh, I have to say, the fighting in what I've seen in the first couple of episodes, and particularly one huge fight, I believe it's around the third or fourth episode, that was just fantastic. It, it, once I saw that, that for me, that really cemented why Daredevil is the best Netflix Marvel show, because the action is far, far non, this is, this is top tier performance. Um, and, and obviously, whenever I see the character fight, I always fear, feel that, feel as though I, I'm a little fearful of whether or not he's going to uh, survive the fight because there's always odds thrown against him, so many odds. But um, I have to say, so far this season, I do like what they're doing with Matt Murdock as well as Daredevil um, because, again, it, it's, it's a realistic portrayal of how the character should react after all that he has experienced in the Defenders, so on and so forth. So I, I do like where it's going so far, um, and I'm very curious to see 
where it goes over the next couple of episodes. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. And I, I definitely co-sign that because it's like uh, Iron Fist is, is supposed, supposed to be heavily focused on, you know, <laughs> Kung Fu and martial arts and stuff like that. But like this show, like the, the fight choreography in, in all of Daredevil like seasons is is unmatched by anything. Like they, they, they haven't come close to, you know, any of these fight sequences in Iron Fist. And that's surprising because that show is supposed to kind of be all about that, you know, but. Uh, exactly. And, and, and one last point I will add, and then once again, just to, to piggyback off of what you said, with this particular character, it's not like he's just whooping everybody's ass and then he doesn't also get his ass whooped. So that to me also makes it enjoyable because you're not going to have somebody just cleaning house and then they're not going to get beat down in some type of way. So I, that's why I say I like how they portray him, how they portray him in these fights. And yeah, it's, it's it's a great, 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 great action-packed season uh, so far. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I, I just love the attention to detail as well that they put into the fights because obviously, you know, he he is blind and everything and he relies heavily on his senses and, and they managed to work all that stuff into, you know, the fights and everything and and his recovery. So I like how they did that. But um, Ramiz, what's your thoughts on on everything? Um, I feel like, as a joke, his recovery rate is equivalent to that of Batman: The Dark Knight Rises. Um, I mean, like <laughs> he literally blew his nose and he felt much better. <laughs> That's equivalent to you know Batman needing a rope to fix his back. <laughs> but, but on the um on the plus side of things, like on the serious note, it's um yeah, I, I kind of agree with everyone what's everyone said here, you kind of feel more um, connected to Daredevil in a sense, like the, in the first episode, especially when you, if you watch the show with headphones on, um, you actually feel his um, pain in a sense, like you feel like his, I think it's his left side of the ear or right side of the ear goes deaf and then if you're hearing it with headphones and when it goes into his conscience and stuff, you're actually hard to hear on the right side. It's, it's really hard. So it's kind of like making you connected with the show in a sense. And it's kind of making you connected with daredevil. Like you're feeling his pain, you're feeling his anger and rage and stuff. And like, again, it's all down to great storytelling and character development for daredevil specifically. And, um, as I said earlier, you, you care about all the characters a lot more than you do with any other show. And season three just kind of helps bring that more and more. There's also the other parts where, you know, you're seeing Daredevil, he's he's angry, obviously. And then when he finds out about Kingpin's situation, um, there's a moment where he's like talking to himself in a sense. He's talking to the devil and angel side of him and they do the whole left side, right side play with him so it'll be like there's he's talking in imagination to the kingpin himself and um there'll be a moment where kingpin's standing on the right and he's saying something about justice and good things everything but daredevil's saying the bad things and then there'll be a moment where kingpin stands on the left of you and he's saying like the bad things and the things that doubt yourself but then daredevil's talking the good things so it's really, really smart and really clever how they do this. And, um, you know, the progression of Daredevil himself, like, you know, 
is he going to be angry? Is he confused? Is his actions justified or is he just trying to get himself killed or is he just trying to like protect people? Who knows? Um, but then, yeah, also his recovery rate, um, <laughs> bar from just blowing his nose and feeling much, much better. Um, you kind of feel his pain as well. And you kind of feel like, you know, he just wants to get back to normal so that he can go back to doing his business. And then unfortunately, you know, as the story progresses, you just find out that there's so much more to what's going to happen next, really. So, um, yeah, I thought it was done really smart. I thought it was written really well. And uh, you care again about all the characters, including the nunnery, the church scenes where he's talking with the nun. And, you know, her, you know, don't give a crap attitude is kind of like, somewhat welcoming in a sense because it's someone that's actually standing up to daredevil himself and his brooding ways and then she's like yeah whatever look just do what you need to do <laughs> and and then he just gets on with it so yeah uh i think it's a really smart approach of what they've done with daredevil right now can i say something in defense of the nose blowing i felt that yes he's injured physically that it was more also mentally so even though it was like, oh, I blew my nose, I feel so good now. I felt that those moments that he had with the nun, who at first I thought was like a hallucination. Because remember the whole bad devil, good devil thing. I was like, oh, she's not real. I didn't know, but she is real. The thing I wanted to say is that um, I felt that his injury was way more mental than it was physical. And once he was able to essentially talk himself out of it, he was able to speed up that physical process. Because most like you see, like, for example, if you say you broke your leg in a really bad accident. And so because of that, you'll suffer from like a PTSD and you don't want to like there's some sort of hindrance um, when it comes to recovery where you're still like kind of afraid. But once you get over that mental block, you're able to be more physical and the body will speed up its recovery. So that's how I kind of viewed it. So even though it was kind of like I feel so much better now it I was still kind of realistic to me. Well, I mean, I said I was only kidding about that because I just found it funny that he was suddenly like, oh, I'm better because, but, because I totally agree. Um, there was a point where, you know, after he did that, he felt like he was invincible again. And then he had right. that little boxing match randomly. Right, yeah, but and then that, that brought him huh? down to earth again sort of thing. That, yeah. you know, I agree. It's like you, you feel his pain. That's what I was also mentioning as well. It's like you're feeling his anger and you're feeling his annoyance that all he wants to do is just get back to regular state and everything. But then he's also doubting himself and everything. So, yeah, no, I, I totally understand what you mean. <laughs> Great. Yeah, in, interesting points made all around. Uh, and Rams did a great job of breaking breaking it down, breaking down the psychology and everything. Um, and yeah, like you even made me realize a few things I didn't notice. Like there's a few things that I might have noticed subconsciously, but like I didn't, you know, I, I didn't fully realize what they were doing and everything. And you made me put that into perspective now. So yeah, um, they, they did a great job in my, in my opinion of uh, definitely because um, with, with some of these other Marvel shows, it's like they're like, you know, their approach to it is, okay, you already know who this character is. We're not going to bother uh you know giving them a lot of character development we're just gonna move the plot along basically and i felt like that a lot in a uh, luke cage season two because 
I, I felt like in that show, the, the supporting cast was way better than Luke Cage himself because um, he wasn't he really wasn't that developed in that season. But in this, it's like the you know the development of Daredevil himself and the supporting characters is just done so well, and um, you know even from from the get go and his recovery process. So, so yeah, um, yeah, definitely. What's up, Dana? It's the opposite of Inhumans. Inhumans? You're bringing up that oh, show? I mean, that, up. Inhumans has just got ruined completely. Like, yeah, that that show should have been so much better i mean it should have been the movie as they originally planned but like what they've done with the characters there is just horrible it's it's an insult to daredevil for us to bring up in humans <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no um so yeah i mean let, let's get into kingpin then um so i mean like whereas bullseye is i feel like he's going to be more of like the physical challenge for daredevil in this season um kingpin is more of the you know he's going to be the more psychological uh and the bigger overarching threat uh villain um and you know we've seen him in in the previous seasons already um and i was i for one was really hoping that he made a return at some point I would like for him to be like the, you know, the big boss that's going to challenge everyone, you know, in, in these shows. Um, and I mean, he's also a big Spider-Man villain. So I would like to see some, some cross between Spider-Man, but I don't know how possible that is. Um, but yeah, I mean, Kingpin in the comics, he's a big deal. And um, I like what they're, they're building towards with him in this show so far now obviously um at this point a lot of the shine has been stolen because they they've added bullseye but i think uh both these two villains will will uh bounce off off of each other really well and i think ultimately uh kingpin is going to be that big uh contest for 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 daredevil uh by the end of the season but what do you guys think about uh King Kimping's presence in in Daredevil three so far, and I'll go with you first, Rich. Oh well, I very much enjoy what they did with the villain, uh, the first season of Daredevil. Um, obviously, this this time around, yeah, the, the, he does have a few issues of his own that he has to work through in this season, at least from what we have seen in the first couple of episodes. Uh, but yeah, I, I really do like what they're what they're doing with, with the villain right now. Um, they also portray the fact that uh, Matt Murdock is still, you know, Matt Murdock, aka Daredevil, still very much wants to wants to take him down. Um, so I, I kind of feel like the character is still ruthless and dangerous, and the, what he does as far as what we've seen in the first couple episodes, he is using. He he is once again getting back to like 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 let's let, let me start that over. Pretty much how they are building up uh Matt Murdock, uh, you know, Daredevil so far this season, we're pretty much seeing the exact same happening to Kingpin as well on the opposite side. Because, you know, obviously he was in jail. We we knew that from I believe it was Daredevil season two. Uh, we knew that he's he's actually been in in the jail for quite a while. So um, 
Now he's trying to assert himself and make use of his power from within. So I, I really do like how they're portraying the character. Uh, he definitely is still going to be a very serious threat. Uh, as for what you said, Gary, about um, him potentially, he will be a great crossover character for uh, Spider-Man. Well, Spider-Man needs to uh, actually free himself from the Infinity Stone first. And Fox needs to be like, okay. Well, Marvel has to say, okay, well, we got to work out some deal to get this character in the actual movies. But uh, until then, I really do like what they're doing with Kingpin. I'm very curious to see how this escalates because obviously he's still stirring up stuff even though he is still uh, not really able to do too much physically. He's still stirring up stuff for Daredevil, both mentally and um, so on and so forth. Yeah, I mean, speaking of uh, the Infinity Gauntlet, like, what if at the end of the season, the ending is just um, King Ping and Bullseye are destroyed by the, the Infinity Gauntlet? Like, <laughs> they're just, like, turned into dust, basically. Maybe that's the ending. Like, But, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. Like, I, I think um, from a mental standpoint, King Ping is, like, the perfect uh, villain to, to challenge Daredevil, especially with what he's going through so far in this and how the tables are kind of turning against him i think um and i really like how they're building kingpin's slow rise or to, to power throughout this season as well because it's like it seems to really be happening in the background and it's like as each episode progresses you know even though he's still technically in prison you're seeing him um act more freely like as the show goes on like he's he's able to cross more lines e even though he is imprisoned and i like that it's kind of leading up to to that and also you know he has um his wife uh which is like his vulnerable point uh because he really cares about his wife and loves her and everything and that's like his number one concern um so it's like he he's humanized as well um so so yeah i really really like that but uh Ramiz, what's your thoughts on kingpin in season three firstly um that's how iron fist should have ended if they're really planning to cancel it and stuff it should have ended with like suddenly <laughs> disappearing and be like i don't feel so good and then you know it connects to like the infinity gauntlet <laughs> I think every every um, like Luke Cage, Jessica Jones. I haven't seen them either, but like I would hope that they end the same way. They're, they're just suddenly disappearing, and you're just like, I don't feel so good. What's happening? And then they just disappear, and then you don't know if they're coming back again and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been perfect. That's a missed opportunity. That great. That would have been amazing. Just like connect it to the films that way. Just have them disappear right at the end. Like, What's happening? And. <laughs> And then you have to guess if they're coming back or not. <laughs> um, uh, Kingpin is pretty cool. I, I, I like that, you know, he's a master manipulator and he's just brute strength. And, you know, he's an, he's an asshole. <laughs> like, he's just made himself an asshole because he's got everyone in his pocket. He's got, like, the police. He's got the FBI. He's got everyone manipulated. And... Um, that's how he gets away he's just got power he's got so much information he's got so much money he's got so much um uh well i was gonna say a certain word i can't remember what it was but power basically he is just he is hell's kitchen right now and um 
uh, yeah, I, I like that. You know, he went back to his classic suit as well. He's got the white vest go or white uh, blazer going on. Doesn't have the weird turtleneck scarf, but I can live without that. Um, yeah, I think he's um, he's he plays a really important part, and uh, looking forward to see what else he does. Really, uh, I think um, again his development with Bullseye is really good, and um, yeah. I, I, not really much I can say about him because he, he's the main focal bad guy point, but then also you've got Bullseye in the play, and it's just interesting to see how he manipulates you know, that situation for Bullseye to be with him or how he kind of plays his mind a little bit and then you know you wonder if any other characters will come into play that Kingpin will kind of do the same thing to and regards to you know, somehow bringing him into Spider-Man I, I'm not sure if that will happen uh, I don't know what Marvel was like connecting TV to movies, but if any character can, I think Kingpin would be the most ideal to come into Spider-Man or, you know, introducing the New York characters into Spider-Man itself and stuff. But other than that, I don't really know. I, I just think it's quite straightforward with Kingpin as it is. He's, he's just a master manipulator. He's got everyone in his pocket. And Daredevil has to fight the system, basically, and it's it's kind of a it's kind of a thing that a lot of people are used to talking about. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, I'm just thinking about how funny it would be to see you know uh, Kingpin, who's so violent in in the the Marvel TV show on Netflix, to then going to Spider Man, where he can't be as violent. Like that would be funny, like because. <laughs> then he, he couldn't be uh he couldn't be squashing people's heads in car doors anymore like he'd have to scale back a little bit but yeah, he can't stab people anymore he just has to like <laughs> point at them and be like hurt you <laughs> it's just... It's just slapping people instead <laughs> he's just hugging them in an extreme <laughs> manner basically <laughs> bear hugs yeah um so dana what's your thoughts on how they handled kingpin first off Stop wishing for crossovers that you know Marvel said is never going to happen. Hey, we, can and, still, we can still dream, man. We can dream. dream. That's how dreams, that's how you get hurt, is like all these dreams. But if I could like say one little dream, I will say this. He would be perfect in Spider-Man just for the simple fact of how complex Kingpin is as a character. Because he can be very manipulative and very emotional. And he has like this ridiculous amount of patience even though he's like this really brute force strength and he will like kill you in a second and i can see him like grooming peter parker like what's gonna go on later on in in uh daredevil what you'll see with the whole bullseye thing but i can see him being like a real father figure like i'm so sorry that uncle ben died come to me and like really kind of stepping up in that time of that kind of like Tony uh, Sparks way and, 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 and manipulating him and that whole thing and like Peter not knowing who to trust anymore. But um, I will say that I loved his character even more so this season. Um, I just feel that he is, I would compare him to Omar from The Wire and even Thanos in Infinity War for the simple fact that he is full of contradictions and his character is so complex as i was saying he's incredibly patient when he needs to be 
And he's also just brutally violent as well. And I loved how he's not this one dimensional character where it's like, I'm a villain, you must hate me. Urgh, we're gonna kill uh, Daredevil. No, he has all these different emotions and all these different layers to him. And even though they, they played on that in season one, I think I feel that they kind of really showed it fully even more in season three. And I, I really also love just his attention to detail. And when he becomes obsessed, you know, like he does later on, we'll, we'll see. Um, he just, you know, it, it takes over him and he has to learn more and more information about who I can't really say. But um, I, I really love it. He has like this presence where even though he's not on screen, I still feel like he's just watching from afar so that he knows everything that's, he's, that's going down. Because if you look, he always seems to be like steps ahead of, of Daredevil and Karen and even Foggy. So that's what I love so much about him. And I feel that his scenes, um, just they're, they're magical when he's on screen. And I love just how they handled it so much so. So yay. And I hope that he doesn't die. That's my only thing. I feel, I hope they don't pull a cotton mouth. Just not yet. Oh no, I think they definitely need to keep him around. Like, and and I don't know if if there's a plan for them to do any more like crossover shows or defenders, but I think he needs to be one of those big bosses that everyone's got to fight or something. Like, yeah, I was gonna say I think if they do another defenders, I don't know how without Iron Fist. Um, but if they do, then I would assume Kingpin would be the next kind of bad guy for that, or the main bad guy for that, and. I really get heroes for hire. Sorry? What'd you say? I feel that we're getting a heroes for hire instead of the the defense. Wasn't that Luke Cage and Iron Fist? Yeah. You know, that's how you canceled. (laughs) No, you could still see the show, but they haven't spilled off. I suppose it could be like. It could still be defenders. They could still have Iron Fist in it, I guess. But obviously, you know, he just doesn't have his own solo show. It's like the Hulk with movies, basically. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I would think that Kingpin is. Um, it would be the next bad guy, and he would have like Bullseye. He would have Elektra, and um, yeah, I, I, that's my thought. If they do another defenders. Yeah, that, that that would be good. He could recruit Bushmaster as well or something. Like that would be that would be dope. Like he could have his little, <laughs> Who? little crew. Who? Bushmaster from uh, Luke Cage too. Uh, okay. uh I still need to watch that. I just found the name funny. Bushmaster. Oh, you need to watch that, man. But yeah, um Yeah, I, I definitely think he he should be one of those characters that crosses over into things for sure. Uh but yeah, there, there was a few other uh, characters in this in this uh, season worth talking about. Of course, there's the supporting cast. Uh, you know, it, we, we don't have enough time to go through them individually, but let's just say supporting cast. Uh, there was some new uh, characters introduced, like the FBI agent, uh, Ray Nadine, I believe his name is. Um, I feel like they did a good job of setting him up. Like, I like his introduction into the show. They... Uh, you know, they spent a lot of time uh, with, you know, showing his 
him and his family and stuff. And I think that's probably going to have some significance later on. Um, and yeah, I mean, go I, ahead. I, I just want to ask a question. And I guess this is a question for all three of you, because I believe you saw it. I know that you and Dana complained about the female agent that they had on Punisher. Do you think they did a better job with this character uh, in terms of telling his story? See, oh, the yeah. thing about I feel that because it seems to go last, like right now, they know how to avoid the trap falls of the previous shows. So they built a much stronger FBI agent. What was wrong with the agent in uh, Punisher? Anyone? <laughs> oh, her name, her name, Adina. Besides from being excruciatingly annoying, her <laughs> character was just, I just don't feel that there was really much going on with her character. And to, I felt like she was kind of just not that smart at <laughs> all. There were actions that she did that just made no sense. Not even like, oh, I'm going to be like, you know, conflicted about what I'm doing right now. It was just like she would say one thing and do another thing and not really explain why she's doing what she's doing. So it felt like she was a character that was an afterthought and just there to really uh, um, annoy the audience. Fair play. I was genuinely asking. I don't know. I can't even remember her, to be honest. Again, a, quite a forgetful moment of her, to be fair. Uh, I, know, I know Rich really likes that character. Yeah, Rich oh, no, really I liked that. <laughs> <laughs> I never that. I just thought. I just thought. Uh, you know, I, I I thought for a show uh, titled Punisher, you know, supposed to just get a feel for the character, see what he goes through. I, I thought they had a little, uh, a, a little too much sex with her in that um, particular show. That that was my criticism. But uh, don't worry. Um, I'm pretty sure that uh, she will return next season, and, and her death is going to be what propels Punisher to be like, oh, I, I got I got to take out Billy Russo since I failed to do so at the end of last season, even though I had an opportunity to. So yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, but um, I think uh, Raina Team was he was introduced very well. But uh, what would you think, Rams? Yeah, he was he was introduced well. I like that there was no subtitles, and I was like, yes, I can understand him talking Punjabi and Hindi and stuff. But uh, <laughs> other than that... Uh, I don't think they had that on our version, but I think they will on the, the final yeah. version. So. Yeah, they will, they will. Uh, I'm sure they will. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, he was all right. He was cool. I think it's a bit um, quite straightforward and obvious with how his character turns out. But, you know, it's movement for the story and his, again, connection with the FBI agents that he talks to there and how he talks to Kingpin. And, you know, you kind of see how his own ego develops and how his own character personally kind of gets when, you know, he achieves one thing, may fail in another thing. Um, yeah, no, he, he's cool. He's all right. Sure. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now, um, go ahead, go ahead, Rich. Oh, oh no, I just going to make a very quick point, uh, and this is really just piggybacking off of what was already said. I really do like how they make these characters vulnerable. His character was also vulnerable with the stuff that he had to deal with, and I'm pretty sure that what he went through, as far as being vulnerable, there are a lot of people that will relate to that situation. So they 
they probably are going to take a liking to the character or he or rather he'll be a, a lot better received because it's a believable thing that you know he's dealing with that a lot of people in this world deal with today so that's that's all the only point i was going to make oh yeah but he's very like relatable and on like you can uh understand you know what, what he's going through and stuff and they did a good job with that um i liked that uh you know he, he seems like he's going to be a character that's very easily manipulated and we see signs of that already and um you know by by the end of episode six the midway mark and everything we see that that manipulation unfold you know uh by the way it ends and stuff so um it's going to be interesting to see how he reacts to the events that happen after that point like um to see whether he he realizes his actions and how he's been you know, manipulated and, and, you know, understands certain things that, you know, that uh, has happened to him, you know, in his progression and everything. Um, but Dana, what, what's your thoughts on, on that? I pretty much agree with what everyone says. I think that it was really realistic. I like how they, they just introduced the character and how, how, how it all worked out. And also I just want to add in really quickly, just a little bit as we was going weird tie-in to Spider-Man that they brought in the new stunt coordinator for this season and the Quinn, he is the, the choreographer for the amazing Spider-Man. Oh, interesting. So it's the same guy that Corey, I didn't know that amazing yes. Spider-Man. for the amazing Spider-Man. So we might get that crossover. Well, technically we're kind of getting it now, but, but that choreographer is not working on uh, the new Spider-Man though, right? No, but it still counts, darn it. And you got <laughs> You told us not to dream, so I don't believe well, you. Well, it's, 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 <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, uh, any more thoughts on on Ray Nadine and you know his introduction into the show? No, uh, I'm 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 just I'm just curious to see where where where, where they go with this character. Cool. So um, some of the other characters that, you know, uh, everyone recognizes, you know, is, is uh, Foggy is one of them. And uh, what's uh, the, the girl called again? I forgot. Karen. Karen. Oh, man. You, you, Gary, you, 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 uh, you messing up the names of the most important characters on the, on oh, the show. I'm, I'm terrible with names. <laughs> I, can't, I can't help it. Like, I can't keep track of all the names. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I apologize. But yeah, Karen and Foggy. Um, and I like that, you know, because because like I said, I think the struggle with some of the other shows has been um, either they do a really good job with the main character, but then the supporting cast isn't good. Uh, Punisher is an example of that, maybe. Um, and, you know, uh, or sometimes the supporting cast is really good, but the main character suffers. And that's what happened in, in uh, Luke Cage, I, I think. But in this show, it's like the supporting cast, the villains and you know the main character they're they're all equally as good and you're you're interested in all of their stories um and i think what you know what's happened with uh foggy and karen and how they're dealing with with uh because they believe you know matt to be dead and everything and i i like how um i like how they do they 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 you know uh sell that in the show um, and they sh- they actually show how they're grieving and how their lives are impacted by it. 
And then, you know, um, obviously things progress and, you know, they find out he's back and everything. And then I, I just like how everything is done. But they're not, they're also not just sitting around idle mourning uh, Matt or anything. Like they're still getting on with their own lives and they have their own problems as well. So I really liked that they, you know, they were able to to do that as well. Uh, but would you, would you guys think of that? Go ahead, Dana. Well, I think that I love how they're able to, like is shine as well and like yes we still care about matt in the same time but we really want to know what's happening with foggy and karen and i love how they have like the grieving process and they're not processing it the same way i think karen for me is a wee bit over dramatic at times um there are scenes of which she finds out certain information that i can't say because that's spoilery and you know she does not take it very well and so you see, because of that, because of how different she is from grieving with Foggy, you see how everyone is, you know, different and how they grieve differently. And I think that that's a really strong point to point out in the show and how they just don't handle things as well as you may expect. It's not like we welcome him back with open arms. It's like, really, this is what happened. And like this, this bit of anger, I feel that's just you know, allows for this great tension, but also we get to see them as, you know, they go back to being a lawyer and they're helping people. And we also get to just see them as, as their character development and like their friendship as well. So and to me, that again, just shows you how well-rounded the writing is. And I appreciate it for that. So, yeah. Any thoughts on that, Ramiz? Um, no, um, again, I'm agreeing with both you guys, but I will say maybe it's my one negative about the show. It's quite minor, but it, it's to do with the story a little bit. Uh, it's the whole, you know, with Daredevil brooding and everything like that and his whole attitude of, you know, oh, I'm not going to get people involved in my life. And so I'm going to keep my distance. He's actually bringing them in to more worse situations. So it's like, okay, fine, sure. Because I kind of like these characters having their own standalone storyline going on. But then in some way, obviously they do have to get involved with Daredevil somehow. But now it's like more that Daredevil comes off a little bit stupid in a sense, doing those things, you know, there's the certain moments in the shows where it actually puts other people in danger more than himself. And it's just kind of like, you need to think better than that. Dead. Oh, you're, you're smarter than that, obviously. But again, that's, that's good storytelling. That's character development right there. Obviously we're seeing now dead of always more angry and rage and he just wants revenge. And, you know, he wants to finish the business, but that clouts his um, mind you know, what he's truly, you know, facing the consequences for and everything. So, um, yeah, there there is, like, good and bad to that stuff. But, again, uh, I really like the sporting cast. I like Karen. I like Foggy. Um, I like the two differences between them where Karen is quite passionate to, you know, solve and find out that Daredevil is still around and, you know, she wants to just get business done and get everything, you know, solved and everything and then foggy's just there just like whatever move on you know it is what it is it's happened this is how he wanted to be and this is unfortunately how it is and all that stuff but at the same time you know he you know he cares but 
yeah, it, it's it's interesting developments. I'm looking forward to actually seeing what actually happens further in the show. So, yeah. Yeah. Um. Shouts to Foggy and his relationship. Like, uh, like he he caught a good one there. I just want to say that real quick. But yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> No, because I, I liked how he just randomly had like a relationship, and like, how did that happen? Like, she I was in. The, she was in the first first season, second season. Oh, second she was. season. Yeah, oh, okay. second yeah, yeah. Season. She was. Yeah, she was the rival law firm lawyer, and then it turned out they knew each other anyways from quite a while back, and eventually they got together. She looks different though in this one. Okay. But yeah, I, I like I liked that. I like how they, you know, each had their own separate lives going on and stuff. Like, but they were obviously they were still hurt by what happened with Matt, but they were still living their lives. And I think that was a nice touch how they did that. But um, but Rich, what's your thoughts on the supporting characters? So in regards to Karen and Foggy, I'm not gonna reveal any spoilers. Uh, I'm just going to subtly say a few things. First and foremost, with Karen. I do agree with what Dana had to say. She is a little too overdramatic, but uh, I have to give the writers credit for doing their research and the fact that they are revisiting stuff that, uh, answering uh, one very important question that I wondered ever since I saw the first season, now coming full circle. So I'm glad they did that. And I'm curious to see where they go with that. But what? But But of course, What's going on with her now, uh, as Rams alluded to, yes, they, they are still brought into this situation, uh, you know, with, with, with Daredevil. So I it, it can go in any direction for her, uh, but it is very dangerous, um, especially in, in her situation. And then in regards to Foggy, very similar to what's been happening this season with Daredevil and Kingpin, they are building this character for something else. So... Uh, it, it, they're keeping it interesting, but they are also keeping both Foggy and Karen deeply involved in s some of the main threats of the season. So I don't know if it's going to end positive for everybody in the end, because they are entering very dangerous territory at this point, uh, both Foggy and Karen. So have to see what happens. But um, I do I do like the fact that they that they didn't just take the approach of these characters are just going to sit back and do nothing. They are actively trying to do something as well to help further uh, what they feel is the good cause. So I'm curious to see which direction it goes um, throughout the rest of the season. But yeah, that's what I got to do. Because I, I I don't want to get into too many spoilers of this, because especially with those characters, because I really like what they're doing. But hey, um, let, let's see what happens in the next couple episodes. Can I also say, is it just me or does anyone feel that Karen is a wee bit too nosy? And as a result, yeah. if she is injured by her nosiness, because she's been nosy in Punisher, she's been nosy all throughout Daredevil. I'm surprised she wasn't poking around in, um, uh, def well, she was poking around in Defenders. I'm surprised she didn't pop up in, in Iron Fist with Luke Cage or something really quickly. My thing is that I feel that if anything was to happen to Karen, and any harm was to come from her or by her, you know, to her, that I would not feel sad for her just because of the level of nosiness that she has. Uh, she's, well, a, she's a reporter. 
<laughs> like I know she's a reporter. There are certain points where it's like you keep pushing something, and people are trying to protect you for a reason. But I, I suppose maybe that's her character in a sense. It's like she kind to me, she kind of pulls in Daredevil and Foggy together, and they're like the trio. And you know, without them what result is there for her like who is she without them and then that's where her reporter sense comes into it that's just my opinion anyways but like and for her that's all she can delve into and then therefore she will get nosy she will find like the sources she needs to resolve everything so that everything can be back to normal especially for her case and for her to like you know reunite with foggy and daredevil and be the trio again and all that stuff that that's just kind of what I think, anyways. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I I get what you're saying. Like there there are a few scenes where it's like, yeah. what the hell is she doing right now? Like out in the in in the dark, like tasing people and stuff. Like yeah, that bit stupid. Know. But um, <laughs> but yeah, like that. I mean, that's her character. She's a reporter, and that that falls in line with her line of work. I mean, I know a lot right. of uh, I know a lot of nosy journalists and reporters, so. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't, I don't know who he's talking about in, in particular, but uh, that's, that's a very interesting comment that we'll have to revisit after this show is uh, finished recorded. Um, I, I do want to make a quick comment, uh, and this might be a little controversial, but I 120% agree with Dana because I still haven't forgotten she is the reason why Ben, the brother from season one, got killed. So. Uh. That right there, I can never forgive that. And yes, she is too 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 nosy. Liability, I just feel. And but I think that because she's so overly nosy, that if anything, if her, for example, if her character was to be killed off, I wouldn't feel that type of impact. Just because of certain situations that it's like, well, yeah, you kind of got yourself into that. I just worry about how they're going to, or if they're going to pull back. If not this season, then maybe the next season. Yeah, I think that's just the element of the show. Like it, it's there to uh, to instill um, moments of thrill. Like, oh, is she going to get hurt doing this? And you know, it's like it's like a thriller. They're putting her in these situations where you know you're you're concerned and wondering if something is going to happen. So it's just an element of the show. I think. I mean, well, then I thought it's a plot device. Say what? what would you... She said it's no. a plot device. Right? Yeah. Like, it's one of those things where it's just convenient. Where we're going to just throw Karen in there just so we can make the audience, you know, feel worried. Yeah, I mean, I, I will say they've done it within reason, though. I think they've done it to where it fits in to what's going on. So, like, they're not just, like, randomly doing it, I think. But go ahead, Rams. You was going to say something. Yeah, sorry. I'm just just trying to like slide in there, but um, I mean, it, it gets revisited again, anyways, from season one where she did shoot and kill the guy, and it gets brought back, sort of thing. So again, it's it's kind of progression of story, and yeah, it, it kind of goes with what everyone's saying here, including the fact that you know she has been so nosy to the point where it's kind of buying her in the back again where, you know, this thing from the past has come back and now she has to kind of tone it down a little bit herself or kind of make sure that, you know, nothing gets found out or she needs people like Daredevil and Foggy a lot more than she can imagine herself to assume she doesn't 
so uh you know i, I think it's it's cool like again it, these characters are giving different opinions for everyone where yeah she's nosy but it's a job and then at the end of the day she's getting sussed out a little bit now and now you have to see like oh has she just gone too far or is she going to be okay is she going to die how would you react sort of thing so i think it's cool i think um i like her character i like everything that's going on at the moment i i i would only like to to make one final statement on this particular topic and that is i'm totally fine if they decide to do some of this stuff for plot purposes but it needs to end differently like I want to see if you really want to leave an impact, somebody cannot. Some people definitely need to die, and if you kill off Karen, that by all means, totally fine with that. But you need to leave oh, an impact oh. so that it's not the, the the typical ending where everybody is happy at the end, they win, the bad guys are taking out the picture. No, something needs to happen to really because we've already seen her. As you guys said, she was in Punisher, she survived Punisher. She survived Daredevil season one and two. So, yeah, something does need to happen to one of these characters, an important character, to really emphasize, okay, things are not different. They mean, they, they mean things are different this time. It's not the same outcome. That's all I was going to say. Yeah, I, I do think if they plan on keeping around Kingpin or Bullseye, then it probably means that, uh, that they have to lose something. Like, that something has to be lost. Like, you know, um, that there has to be some sort of impact uh, to that. But um yeah uh, before we get to uh, my final question what was you going to say rams cuz i i see you wanted um, to say um i think both of them will die karen and foggy I oh, think oh, oh i think they'll both just die i think it'll come to a situation where the only way to break daredevil now that they know certain things here and there that who's snooping around in their lives and everything they're both going to die <laughs> Wow, that would be. I mean, that would be like a a crazy, interesting twist at the end. It would just be like them two are dead, and it's just left Daredevil defeated in a sense, mentally oh. and emotionally. This uh, this show is very grim tonight. I mean, <laughs> Dana, have you been have you been talking to these guys or something? Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> always, always, everyone dies at the end. Well, no, well but- hopefully. Well, you know, hopefully if they do kill off Karen or Foggy, uh, this time, if they shoot them in the chest, they need to actually die, unlike Angela on power. Uh, yeah, that's all That's all I was going to add in there. Well, headshots. That's why we have bullseye headshots for there everyone. You there you go. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we're, we're going to a very dark place right now. So. <laughs> I mean, uh... I don't know anything about power, but going going back to Daredevil, I'll just say mainly that, you know, it's just interesting because of all the, you know, thoughts that we have right now here. It's just like a conclusion would be that one of them would probably die. It just depends on who affects Daredevil the most. So both of them, in my opinion, would make sense to die. That, I mean, yeah, that would be a very interesting direction to take. And I feel like if we did get uh, another Daredevil season, it would be a very different show without those two. Because uh, it's like, you know, Daredevil won't have that support system. So that that would be interesting to see, actually, you know, how but, it copes yeah. without them. My, my opinion would be just because that if they both die, it's just then the Punisher can come into play. And in his season, he can just be like, brooding even more the fact that Karen's dead now and everything but it also gives um, 
a little bit more freedom for Daredevil in a sense. Because mm-hmm. whilst all the characters are cool, at the same time, I do feel a little bit that Karen and Foggy bring down the whole Daredevil sense. You know, they're always kind of like... They're always moaning about him being... Yeah, they're moaning about him and, and wearing the suit. And then they're like, I don't want you to wear the suit, but here you go. Here's the suit. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, make your mind up, guys. Like, you know, he's, he's this badass, martialized, blind, crazy, kick-ass hero. <laughs> and he's saving Hell's Kitchen and everything. And you're like judging him for that. I mean, it's, it's a typical thing again with story mode, but yeah, um, both of them to die. That's my prediction in the end. <laughs> Interesting. But, um, go, go ahead, Dana. Dana, what was oh, that? Saying sheesh, that was, that was dark. Yeah, like, it's surprising it's not coming from you. Yeah, I'm just right. saying it just makes sense. Like you guys were talking about it. Like you know, you 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 bring up your valid points, and I'm I'm kind of agreeing with them, and I'm trying to find alternatives in my mind. But ultimately, I think it makes more sense mm-hmm. that for Daredevil to be a little bit more free, to be a little bit more like kick-ass and be fed up and everything. Mm-hmm. Both of them would need to die. <laughs> both of them would need to die in some way to affect him a lot. Because if it's one or the other, makes sense. But if it's both of them, then it's like, okay, interesting. Now Daredevil's going to go on a psychotic <laughs> mental action spree in the next mm. Defenders or the next season. Who knows? All right. Well, uh, after this episode, I think I'm looking at Rich and Rams a bit differently. But, uh, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But no, um, so one final question before we um, get out of here. So do you guys think this is the best of like, okay, there's a, this is a two part question. Is it the best? Uh, well, we, we can't really answer that actually. Uh, do you guys think it's on track to be the best Daredevil season? And also so far, is it the best of the Marvel TV shows so far? So a uh, two-part question there. Um, so you're comparing it against previous Daredevils and all of the, the Marvel Netflix. So, uh, Rich, what's your thoughts? Oh, that's interesting. That I was the first one to go to. This, this is going to be a very tough, uh, tough, very tough to say, you know, because uh, I personally think that uh, there are a lot of shows that, uh, that are up there and can, can compete with Daredevil. No, no, come on now. We know the answer to this question. Is it the best uh, Marvel Netflix show? In my opinion, absolutely yes. And this is the show that started all the other shows because if this wasn't successful, if that first season wasn't successful, you wouldn't get Luke Cage, you wouldn't get Jessica Jones or Iron Fist. So um, yeah, hands down, this is the best show. As for is it the best season? Well, um, it's hard for me to say that right now. I, I personally think it, it is great. As I mentioned earlier, the, the fighting scenes, fantastic. The believability of the characters and the stuff that they go through, it's very much on a, on a level playing field, unlike other shows where people are using superpowers, so on and so forth, to really emphasize, no, you, you feel like these characters are living, breathing characters, and stuff can happen to them. They're very vulnerable in how they portray them. So... I would have to say, I definitely need to see the next a couple of episodes. I, I I don't know if I want to say it's the best season yet, but because I mean I still go back to season one. 
but still it very well could be the best season but it, it hands down without any debate in my opinion it is the best marvel netflix show on that platform but we'll see how the rest of the season plays out cool and uh dana uh is the so far is it on par to be the best being the best daredevil and also do you think it's the best marvel show of all see why do we have to say the best i don't know i'm still season one is always special to me just of how they like develop that no you know he's like the tony stark of tv shows um i will say that's a hard one but um yes probably yes just so you could see how like on par and how evenly balanced it is with heroes and villains and and just how crappy everyone lives really are so i would say yes in terms of it being the best season of of you know of all of the daredevil seasons but but they see at the same time i will say that it's progressing much slower than say season one did so that is like it gets a point knocked off for that like half a point um but it's still very impactful so i'm can i say maybe yeah um, maybe is acceptable because you know we haven't seen everything yet but yeah maybe isn't acceptable no i don't i don't know yet what what actually fully happens so it's it's a maybe yes i will say and in terms of the other marvel shows are we including all of the shows or are we just are we doing movies no we're, just we're all- not doing the movies we're just doing the netflix shows just on you well you know i i think that it, it just may beat out iron fish just maybe something's telling me just maybe what <laughs> just maybe <laughs> I mean, I've only seen season one of that, and I'm refusing to see season two right now, and it got cancelled. How is it just maybe? Maybe just me. I have Danny Rand telling me that it's not, and then I have Wilson Fist saying that it is. I'm I'm really torn, but no, absolutely. Yes, I will say it is the best of the, um, the whole Marvel TV show thingamabobs it it definitely has um iron fist and inhumans beat and agents of shield now it has all of them beat but yes so yes for the the marvel tv shows and maybe yes in terms of the daredevil shows okay uh okay go ahead rams you sure (laughs) Uh, unless you want me to go first it's up to you you can go first i'll let you go first (laughs) Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll hop in real quick. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is the best Daredevil and the best of the Marvel TV shows so far from what I've seen. Now, uh, I will say that, and, you know, Netflix, you guys, like, I, I got beef with you because I, like, you guys need to just, like, you know, let us see the show, man. Like, you need to let us see, see all, all of this because there's been shows where we, we got half of it and then the next half is, like, like the first half is like cool and then you know the next half is like what the hell so it's like i'm just concerned a little bit um i'm hoping that you know that it isn't the case but from what we've seen so far this like this show was really refreshing for me um now i really loved the first two daredevils of course daredevil one i feel like was a great introduction to the character and this whole subsection of the marvel uh universe um, I, I really loved season two because it introduced one of my favorite characters, the Punisher. Um, 
and yeah i mean uh that was some of the some of the other shows were good too like the first jessica jones um half of uh luke cage season one was good um and uh defenders was like i didn't hate it as much as everyone else did like i thought it was okay for, for what it was um but yeah so far I, I feel like this this what i've seen in these six episodes like it's it's the best that i've seen in my personal opinion just the character development and how they have managed to fit all of these different characters developments and combine them i feel like it's it's been done so well so far so i'm i'm saying yes to to both of those questions but this could all change um and i and we're probably going to revisit uh this as well when we've seen the entire show um so that would be interesting but but yeah so far from what we've seen I, i'm i'm saying yes to both but Go ahead, Rich. You you had something to say. I I, I just want to say I I think the most shocking thing I heard you say is defenders is okay. So I I, I, I think it. Was, <laughs> I, I didn't hate it like everyone else. I understand the criticisms of the show. Like I fully understand it. But I think defenders is better than Iron Fist one and two so far. Like you know, in my personal opinion. So. Well, the, the way that Iron Fist season two ends is. That right there is very interesting direction to take in. It's unfortunate. Well, hopefully we'll get to see what they're doing with that, but I don't know if that's going to happen. We'll have to wait. Um, but yeah, continue. Yeah, like I mean, I, I feel like it was it, it was okay. Like uh, just it was it was good. But uh, Ramiz, what's your thoughts on on the question? Uh, I, I got your back. I think De uh, Defenders was okay as well. <laughs> I think. Um, it's the best performance for Iron Fist. So, you know, he needs those people around him to act better and to uh, tell a good storyline for him. So, that's, a good, that, that, that's a very good point, yes. Yeah, I, I think that was the only thing Iron Fist needed was those other characters around him to kind of bring him back to reality because whole of season one of Iron Fist was him just moaning and then he brought that moaning into Defenders and all the other characters were like, what? Shut up, get out of here. <laughs> So it was like it was like a humbling thing for Iron Fist and Defenders, and yeah, I thought it was okay. I thought it was fine for what it was and stuff. Um, regards to your two questions, uh, yes and yes. I think this season is going to be the best of the Daredevil seasons so far. Um, I, I like the pacing. I, I like again the surprise elements of Bullseye. Um, how his character is developing. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing more of it. And it's, again, why I was kind of annoyed with the whole trailer from Netflix when they showed that. I, I wanted everyone else to kind of feel that effect as well. You know, I wanted everyone to feel like, oh, crap, it's bullseye crazy. And, you know, I wanted them to be involved with that as well and kind of see their reaction. But now it's out in the open. It's just like that's all people are going to expect. But saying that this show the the first few episodes have been really really good it's like brought me back in to interest of you know watching the, the superheroes on the netflix shows as it is and um i think <laughs> going back to our predictions if it ends the way i think it would then yeah i, I think it's going to be the best of the daredevil seasons so yeah and yeah uh by far better than all the other 
um, Netflix shows. Punisher's a close second. Yeah, because I'm I'm involving all Daredevil in one go, but I would say Daredevil is by far better than all the others. Cool. Well, there you have it, guys. That's our thoughts on season so far. You know, uh, we we we've only we tried our best to to only talk about stuff that's already released, so there there won't be any like major spoilers here. So guys definitely let us know what you think and you guys will get to experience the show and then we're going to revisit this discussion at some point in the future but um yeah that's that's pretty much it from us now unless you guys have any final words before we leave rich anything i my only final word is thanks to everybody for checking out the show and i want to definitely give a thanks to ramis for being on the show because I know he I know he had definitely some great input. So very curious to hear people's feedback and what they thought of the show as well as what they think of Daredevil season three. Indeed. Uh, Dana, any final thoughts? The show is really great and I loved it very much. And I hope everyone enjoys it as much as I loved it. And I hope it doesn't suck in the end and that people, you know, say I was wrong. <laughs> Indeed. And a uh, big thanks to Ramiz for, for joining us today. Definitely wanted to get his opinions because, you know, he is very familiar with the, the comics and the Marvel lore and everything. Uh, so thanks for being here, Rams. And do you have any final thoughts? <laughs> um, well, thanks for having me on the show. It's been fun. It's been cool. And uh, yeah, just looking forward to seeing how it all turns out and hopefully get to talk about it again. See what happens. Cool. Well, uh, definitely thanks. Uh, thanks again for, for listening, everyone, and definitely leave us your thoughts. And um, we hope you guys enjoy the show as much as we did when you finally get to see it. But until then, peace out.